It's the Doug Zone. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing, nothing. Oh, okay. Well, listeners, we're trying something new. <laughs> and it's going great, as you can hear. If you're uh, listening to this, it might have kind of worked. Yeah, if you're not listening to this... You wouldn't well, even know this happened, so... Exactly, so it all it, it went well, no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it all went well. We don't know if it worked yet. We'll see. I have high hopes. I, I also but, have um, high hopes. But we don't have video, so I'm staring at our two little profile pictures, which unfortunately are, I think, good distillations of our respective vibes. They are. Uh, they definitely are. <laughs> I love my evil wizard. Um, my anyway. mic is actually working this week, too. So Yeah, look. Hey, like I said, two steps forward, one step back. We'll have video next time. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. Uh, in the meantime, n- no video, though. But, no, I, uh, I finished my finals yesterday uh, after my life briefly fell apart. So, I'm cruising. How are you? I've I've been doing good. Um, I finished my finals two weeks ago, so my mic has fallen yeah. apart a little bit less. <laughs> you know, not that it's a competition, but yeah, I uh, yesterday my last final went from nine to eleven fifty, uh, and I had blocked out the day beautifully. I had three papers I needed to finish plus the final, so I, I set an alarm for seven. I was going to get up at seven, slam out the first paper. Go to do my final. Then, after that, I had like a half hour for lunch. I could slam out the next two papers before 7 o'clock when I had some friends coming over. How did that Unfortunate. Go? Yeah, well, so instead of waking up at 7, I woke up at 11 o'clock um, feeling relaxed and well-rested, which is not a feeling that you want. That's, you know, that's just that's a sign that something's gone wrong. Yeah, I sat up, I like stretched, I was like, wow, I beat my alarm? Wow, I, it's bright outside if it's not seven in the morning yet and then i you know had to uh, do a dead sprint over to my professor's office and plead for mercy but uh, <laughs> was mercy granted the the you know the the final was still open so she didn't even really need to grant me mercy it was more just me showing up to say hi sorry for not showing up to the most important day of class um <laughs> i i felt bad because i'm going to be doing I'm, I'm working at they call it the writing center. Basically, I'll just be a tutor next right. semester. And my professor... Of those yeah, yeah. That, I never... Um, we were... I've been required to attend several times, but have I ever attended it? No. Yeah, that's, you know, that's how it always goes. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be, it'll be a good job for me specifically, considering the fact that I'm an English major. But um, I would hope... I, uh, yeah, you know, it, we would hope that I'd, I'd do well there. But this professor is also the person who, like, heads the hiring process there. So after I, while I was standing in the doorway of her office, breathing heavily because, again, I sprinted across campus to get there, um, she was like, so, if you uh, got up late, you probably didn't see this, but I extended you an invitation to work at the Writing Center next semester. (laughs) And I was like, this is maybe the most embarrassing way that I could learn that, but thank you. I appreciate that. Um... So when I, when I got home, I checked my email, and yeah, I had like two emails from her. One was like, Matt, I'm writing to extend you an invitation to the, the writing center. Please get back to me and let me know what you think. And then like five minutes later, she had replied to that with, also, we're doing the final right now. You should probably come to that. And I was like, yeah. Shout out to her very cool. having the final open just during class time. Yeah, I really did appreciate that. That was very cool of her. Um, but, but yeah, it was a... <laughs> A, a brutal start to the day, and so it was all downhill from there, because that sort of, that threw the rhythm off a bit, I think. Set the tone. And the tone yeah, for better or for worse. Good. Yeah, it definitely, it did set the tone. It was just not the tone that I had been hoping for. Um, That's just kind of life. Yeah, I was able to, uh, I was able to slam out those remaining papers. Uh, some of the worst writing of my entire academic career, but they're in, so. Yeah, that's. Actually, this semester my papers weren't that bad. Normally, they're kind of like thrown together a little bit because I procrastinate um, mm-hmm. and have a little too much faith in my ability to write <laughs> a paper that will pass in about three hours. Yeah. Um, which is true. I can do that. But sometimes I should shoot for more than passing, you know? 
Yeah, and that's the thing, right? The, the thing that really has doomed me from the start is, as I've said before, right? Like, writing is the pretty much the only thing I've always been good at, mm-hmm. which has a disastrous effect on my ability to sit down and write any time prior to the day it's due, because I'm like, well, it'll be fine. Well, I'm a good but, writer. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I, uh, I, well, when you say it that way, it sounds cocky, but, <laughs> I mean, I guess it is cocky, but it's more just like, you know, I'm like, well, I've got other priorities. I did write, I wrote one paper this semester that I'm quite proud of. Um, it was on your favorite, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Ugh. Um, look, I, you really should read his short stories. Um, I should, but that would require me to walk back some takes, and I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'll send you, I'll send you uh, Young Goodman Brown and the paper that I wrote analyzing it. Okay. So that way I'll give you, I'll give you some homework. Uh, we can, all right, all right. we'll reconvene. The paper, it's not great, but I'm pretty happy with it considering the fact that I wrote it in a day. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. Last semester I wrote one about the, uh, the OSS and op- Operation Gladio and like the CIA's holdovers in I Italy. I spent more than a day on that. I spent a lot of time researching it. I did write it in a day. Wow. Is the, uh, that's like my, my friends tease me because one of the things I, I told one of them a couple days ago, they were like, so have you written that paper? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's done. The paper's done. I just haven't written it yet. You know, like. It's all up here. Yeah, literally. I'm, that's, I know that there's, you know, there's like the, some people I know, you've got to like write like the half a dozen drafts. And then the rough draft and then the. Yeah, no, papers spring from my head fully formed like Athena from Zeus, you That's, know, like I... <laughs> also, I'm notorious for writing a first draft, submitting it, and then submitting the same paper for my final paper. My yep. professors don't love it, but, you know... <laughs> They've accepted it. They have, they have. I think Dr. Bias has accepted my... <laughs> Shout out. Oh, I, we have not, I don't think we've had time, I don't think I've talked about this on the Doug Zone. Last week, I told the Pennsylvania girl story to a friend of mine. Mm, yes. Um, she was, of course, horrified, as you would expect. But then, who should text me the next day <gasps> but Pennsylvania girl? No. She sent, a, she sent a text to a group chat that we're in um, with an autism test, an online autism test, saying uh, that I should take it. Uh, which... <laughs> I don't... Little does she know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how. I manifested it. I also was literally one point below the uh, threshold where there... It was like... Uh, I don't remember what it was. What Did it go from, like, mild signs of autism to significant signs of autism and you were right there? Well, so there were, like, different, like, number scores for, like, the answers. And they were like, okay, so, like, no neurodivergent person scored above this. And I was, like, 100 points above that. Well, but then they were like, no... Hang on here, let me pull up my score so I can remember it exactly. It's probably not as scientifically backed as the RADs. If you want to, yeah. if, just to let our listeners know that aren't in the Discord, if you want to take an autism test online, that's like fairly scientifically backed. The RADs with two A's is where you want to Oh, no. It. Yeah, that's the one I took. Um, it, was, it was the RADs. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty rad. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah, that's, that's the test. So apparently... No one scored above scored a 130 or higher and didn't have autism, and I got a 129. So, yeah, I scored. I just made it higher than that, but that's okay. Yeah, but also, you know, you have autism. I am diagnosed. So, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, but I was I was chatting with my roommates after I took it, and we were looking at the score, and they were making fun of me. Um, they, I was like, look, you know, there's. I talked about the, the the true fact, right, that there's a lot of uh, diagnostic overlap between, like, ADHD, OCD, and autism. There is. Um, and so I was like, you know, it's sort of hard to... crazy, so... Yeah. I was like, you know, it's sort of hard to distinguish between the two, so my ADHD probably threw off the test. And Nick looked at me and said, Matt, I believe that. But it sounds to me like you're trying to make excuses. <laughs> I was like... All right, man. Speaking cool. of uh, my autism, I finally yes. got around to watching uh, this year's WrestleMania. Oh, um, hell yes. How did it go? What have, what have we got? Oh, the craziest thing happened. So, the first match was set for it to be Austin Theory versus John Cena. Austin Theory defending, of course, the of U.S. Course. championship. Um, and we all know John Cena's uh, track record of winning every match he's ever <laughs> been in. So... I was like, well, this is a given. Surely. And then they yeah. start it, and they're like, 
John Cena has done over 600 Make-A-Wish projects, and today he completes 12 more. And they, like, roll out all these kids in wheelchairs and, like, kids with Down syndrome. And, like, there's at, I say 12, there's at least 12. There's a good oh. amount of children up there. And oh, yes. he comes okay. out to his intro, the big music's playing, everyone is so happy. Like, he leaves and one of the kids is like, don't go! And it's like mm-hmm. this, this moment, this heartwarming moment. And then he immediately loses. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, that's awesome. They did the funniest thing possible. They had the opportunity to do the funniest thing, and they took it. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, they had this whole package about Make-A-Wish beforehand, and then they were like, and their hero loses. Oh, that is so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that ruled. That was that was my favorite WrestleMania moment from this year. Yeah, that's awesome. Mad respect. The rest of it was, like, fairly standard. Pretty fun, but, like, fairly standard. Yeah, nothing, qu- nothing quite reached the euphoric high that that was. Yeah, and then uh, in the last pay-per-view, we discovered how insane Brock Lesnar is just as a person, which we knew before, but he decided to... Well, I was watching the match, and uh, he was facing Cody Rhodes, who's one of my favorites, and Cody Rhodes takes off the, like, protection from one of the steel, like, ring posts, so there's, Mm -hmm. like, nothing protecting one of the buckles. Okay, I got you. Um, and then Brock Lesnar comes in and like Cody trips him and he slams head first into the unprotected ring oh. buckle and blood is like Fuck. pouring out of his face. Like there's oh my a God. lot of blood. And I was like, is that on purpose? Is that on accident? Did they know how much he would bleed? Like cuz like bleeding is is like not allowed in wrestling anymore, which is what they used to do where they'd like razor blade their foreheads that way when they got Yeah, hit, yeah. would come down. Um, so I was like, did he do that? Just like against the rules? No. What he did was he set up this spot on purpose and was like, I'm going to bust myself open the hard way. Holy shit. So he shows up the next week on Raw with like four stitches and a black eye. Oh oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Look, once again, I have to respect it. I have to as well. Like it was crazy. Yeah. Objectively insane. insane. Yeah, that's absolutely like, insane. No one but... made him do that. He did not have <laughs> I... to do that. He has so much money. Yeah, that's man, that's sick. Okay, you, yeah. slowly and steadily, you're winning me over to uh, mm-hmm. so blood winning is back me over to liking wrestling. WWE, there are lots blood of is back. blood spots now, so that'll be exciting, I guess. Wait, like because of this or like unrelated? Um, not because of this, but this was like the first one since they've instated that. Movie. Oh, I see. Okay. But, like it doesn't make sense because they're still not allowed to blade, which seems like the safest way to do a blood spot. Yeah, which is, which probably says something about doing blood spots with the fact that that is I, I've always thought that sounds like the safest way to do it too. Like. Yeah, exactly. So like, are they gonna allow that again, or are they just gonna sometimes do insane things like this? <laughs> Sometimes just deal severe trauma to their heads. Um, <laughs> Which, like, they're so strict about their concussion protocol, but this was this was cleared? Yes. <laughs> Apparently everyone backstage was like, you shouldn't do this. And he was like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, they were right, as a side <laughs> note. <laughs> they were all correct. He should not have done that. Oh, wow, yeah. That was the big exciting... Actually, that wasn't the most exciting thing that happened on that day because something's exciting but sad happened on that day, but that's beside the point. Wait, what is the... Are we talking about the exciting but sad thing that happened on that day, or...? Uh, we can. It's just uh, the the shooting in my hometown, so it's not really fun. Oh, right, yeah, okay. I've right, I didn't put those... i takes on Twitter about it, though. They're like, he can't be a Nazi, he's uh, Hispanic, and he literally has a swastika tattoo over his heart. Jesus fucking Christ. Also, yeah... That's a very easy way to, you know, there's, everybody <laughs> always talks, SS right? about and a swastika tattoo. What did you yeah. expect? Look, everybody always talks about, like, you know, like, white people on Twitter, like, posting things that make you go, like, you've just never spoken to a Hispanic person in your life. But also, yeah, dude, they absolutely can be Nazis. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> just spend a small amount of time hanging out. But, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying that it makes sense, and I'm not saying it's good. Because I won't what say that about anybody happen? being a Nazi. It happens. It's possible. But, Absolutely yeah. crazy. Anyway, yeah, we don't have to talk about that for no, obvious but reasons. But you know, little stupid things on Twitter. 
<laughs> yeah, we just had to throw we had to throw a shot at a at Twitter as a concept. Ugh. Twitter was also Fuck going you, Twitter. off about the Good Doctor, which like, did anyone Wh- think why? that was a good show? Yeah, I was gonna say what is it? Why? Because there's a really stupid scene where he's like getting super emotional and like yelling about how he's a surgeon and they need to respect him, and then everyone was making fun of it, which like feels like they're not. Like, I don't think making fun of it is the correct way to respond to what you think is unrealistic portrayals of autism. Um, because, like, some autistic people are probably like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great... I I lost you for, like, 15 seconds and tuned in with some autistic people are probably like that. It's just like when when neurotypical people get mad on behalf of autistic people for what they feel is unrealistic representations of autism. And I'm not saying that show is good because like it's not good. And I'm not saying that show is doing good <laughs> things for autistic people because it's probably not. I guarantee you it isn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, maybe don't make fun of autistic mannerisms because you've never seen them. Yeah. Look. Yeah. I mean, like every single one of these things, right? You just don't fight battles that you're not a part of. You don't need to step in exactly. on behalf of other people. It's the same thing where, like, Autism Speaks is evil, mainly because of eugenics, but also because they don't have any <laughs> autistic people on the board. It's all parents of autistic people. Like, yeah. Something tells me there'd be a little bit u- less eugenics going on if, oh, uh, yeah. you know, there was anybody on the board who had, had autism. autism was like, hey, <laughs> how about Can we I just. Have children? <laughs> Let's just pump the brakes. No. <laughs> you're sitting down at the board meeting, like a like a big CEO. Like you turn around in a big chair. You're smoking a cigar. <laughs> and you're like, so I was reading some of the things we published. I had some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I had just a few questions. Um, specifically them about some things we published in like the seventies. <laughs> yeah, hitting them with like a compliment sandwich. You're like, so. You know, I love what we're doing for autism. I love what we're doing. And we're doing them and financially uh, compensating them for some of the hard things that they have to go through with autism. Yeah. Uh, we, but... we, I did notice I did notice that we uh, made some pro-eugenic statements. So I, I do want to address that. But again, you know, by and large, I love the work everybody's putting in here. You know, I just... Funding is great. Funding's great. I just, uh, you know, I want to make sure that everybody feels... That's incredible. Good job. (laughs) I want to make sure everybody feels safe. No such thing as a bad idea, unless the idea, I I hate to keep bringing it back to this, is eugenics. That we should probably not be doing. (laughs) That I don't love. That I do not love. Um... Also, I really just, in general, like the idea of someone suggesting eugenics in a brainstorming session. Like, okay, there are a few bad ideas out there. <laughs> there are no uh, bad ideas. How can we support autistic people? Eugenics. Okay, there is one bad idea. Yeah, well, there's at least one. I, I would like to make an amendment to a previous statement. <laughs> there <laughs> are issuing bad, a de- bad ideas in brainstorming. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. Shout out to Autism Speaks. Uh, shout out. So cool. I'm not saying it's a good shout out. But, you know, we're shouting at them. Shout at Autism Speaks. Shout at Autism Speaks. We should, that's what we should do. When the Patreon really takes off and we need, like, a slush fund in order to, like, you know, get out of paying our taxes on it, we'll make a charity called Autism Shouts. Um, (laughs) Which is more accurate to what autistic people do in general. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. Yes! (laughs) What would the logo be? Would it still be a puzzle piece? Uh, the logo for that autistic people have, like, decided on is really gay. It's like a rainbow infinity sign, and I think it looks stupid. Oh, I forgot about that. No, I like Autism Creature, the little thing. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, you know the guy yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. That guy rules. That guy should be it. That's our spokesman. We have, like, yeah. it's like a little clippy. And yes, it, like, yes. whenever you say something ableist on the internet. <laughs> Okay, I see. I see. I thought I was imagining it like it's whenever you get something wrong about its special interests, like you type something out. It's like, um, actually, that's wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's clippy, but with autism. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just a little one where it's like, hi, I noticed that you're writing something about Dave McGowan's program to kill. And I just thought you might need a little help. Um, <laughs> Here's some references. Yeah. I saw you make a joke about MK Ultra. Lots of people don't know. <laughs> Side note, the Historic Esoterica MKUltra Part 1 is out now. Go listen, everybody. 
excited. Subtle plug. Um, it was pre- it was pretty fun. It was, I was quite happy with how it turned out. That's very good. I'm not got a little gay at the end, but, but I, I I plan on listening. Yeah, it was fun. It you know, uh, we we've we're gonna be taking a couple little breaks in between episodes, I think, because I did crater my mental health for the entirety of April as I read through thousands of declassified documents. Yeah. The, the, reading through the MKUltra documents is always crazy, right? Because a bunch of them are like half-redacted financial forms. Yeah. And you're just sort of like scrolling through like, you know, it's you don't find anything that you aren't expecting, right? Like, you're like, oh yeah, they're sending money to these guys. It sucks because you're like on the CIA website, like scrolling through these things. And you're like, I don't know how to feel about any of this. Yeah, well, fortunately, I'm not on the CIA website. I found there's a great website called The Black Vault that has literally every single, like, FOIA-requested MKUltra document ever oh, all in one spot. It's a great resource, but yeah. The but so, like, you know, resource. it's awesome. I'll, I'll send you the link so that way you can destroy your mental health. Uh, no. Hell yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's so, like, you know... I'm, I'm, oh, I'm a little sad that the camera isn't on because uh, it's very obvious that I've been manic because I now have bangs. Oh no! Well, not, oh no! To be clear, I think I'm sure that you look good with bangs, but more just as what they symbolize. I'm like, oh no. Oh, that is true for any woman. It's not about the bangs. It's about what the bangs symbolize. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about the bangs. It's about sending a message, as <laughs> as my favorite barber, the Joker, once said. Um, <laughs> he only gives he gives everyone bangs, even if they don't ask for it. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's like a low-key Joker, you know? He's I just causing mischief. Like the Joker is my hairdresser. It is. Yeah, I do like that you have, like, the, the dark hair with the green, because it does give you a nice Joker vibe. It does. It does, for sure. Which is fun. I mean, you know, far be it for me to judge someone for similarities to the Joker. Did I send you my, uh... You know how phones do the thing where, like... Are these two the same person? You know, to, like, post up, like, two pictures that you have and try yeah, and, like, yeah. put them in a folder? My little brother sent me he had a meme where it was arthur fleck in like joker the movie and me and it asked if we were the same person and i was that's so funny equal parts devastated and ecstatic to see that um oh yeah for sure (laughs) it's impossible to know how to feel about that yeah um so it was (laughs) i was like okay that's that's cool that's i'd love to not be the joker but i've also accepted yeah exactly yeah i <laughs> oh but just to briefly finish the mk ultra thought though because like i said like half of it's like half redacted like financial forms right so you're like scrolling through you're like all right this is pretty boring like i'm it's useful to see these names but like i'm not enjoying it and then like the other half of them are like memos that george estabrook sent out going like if we hypnotize them when they're children and then deal serious trauma to them we can get dissociative identities and turn them into super spies that are programmable which, like, anyway. have you ever seen anyone with DID? Do you really want them <laughs> to be your super spies? <laughs> but yeah, so you're just sitting there like, oh, oh no, the devil is real. Like, those are the uh, those are the two vibes that you get when you're reading through them. So Nothing it was, uh, against people with DID, but most of them that I see, I'm not like, they, they are super spies. They're going to take <laughs> down the government. <laughs> no, they're working for the government. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. um, they're taking down other governments. Yeah, taking down other governments. (laughs) Groups of white women in Colorado, you know. uh, It just depends. That that only talk about their inner world. (laughs) But, um... But, yeah. It's them and the witches. Them and the witches? Oh, whew. Let me tell you, dude. Cotton Matthew. I've I've retired that character for a little bit. Mm. Um, By popular demand, he has left. But, uh... I'm sure he'll be back soon. You know, we can't always have a good thing uh, stay forever, you know? Exactly, yeah, no. We've, uh, you How know, are we supposed there's... to miss it if it's not gone? Exactly, you know? it's uh, Life isn't beautiful because it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. That's what I always say. Um, I don't remember if I mentioned Judge Matthew before. That's another character that I've been doing, which is just Blood Meridian quotes. I'll just quote from Blood Meridian, but, like, replace one or two words. Um, I love that. Someone... Yeah, someone hit me with that one after I pulled an all-nighter where they're like, he never sleeps, he is dancing, dancing, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, that's not good. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's not good if a judge quote applies to me as well, that's that's a bad sign. That is uh, not great. 
Um, yeah. You, you can't see it because our cameras are off, but I am perfectly smooth. Um, I've grown <laughs> two feet taller and shaved my head and eyebrows. <laughs> oh, no. Surely this cannot be a sign of things to come. Yeah, I'm going, you know, good things in the future. Big things coming, as I always say. Big um, <laughs> things coming. You know, um, like, every, every, like, month or so, uh, a bunch of commentary YouTube channels put out a video on, like, the same person. And I yeah, feel yeah. the need to binge watch all of them, even though they have the same information in them. Yeah, what have the commentary YouTubers been up to lately? Because of finals, I haven't had a chance um, to stay up on my new, lore. Their new person is Aiden Ross. Who, I think I know that name. Yeah, you probably know him because he did the Discord dating show. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. but he's like an Andrew Tate clone now. Ugh. Like, it is crazy how many like, like shitty influencers where, did that. To the point where uh, Andrew Tate was like, he's one of the people that's allowed to visit me in prison. Oh, that's really bad. That's that's pretty rough. He like um, his head to look like him. Like, oh, it's all fuck, bad. Man. It's all bad. Which like. Last month, they were on, like, Sneeko, and Sneeko's was kind of funny, because he was always talking about, he's like, I saw my girl get fucked in front of me at a sex party, and everyone's like, yeah, you went to a sex party. Yeah, he is at least, yeah, it is hard to, like, truly, obviously, the things that he says are, like, repellent and hideous and horrifying and all that. If somebody gets kicked off of Twitch and still keeps streaming, it's usually not a good sign. Yeah, but it is also, it is hard to take him entirely seriously just because of how, like, pathetic he is as a guy. Yeah. Uh, it's the same as, oh, dude, I, a couple days ago, someone posted, like, a clip of Andrew Tate talking. Wow. I hate his accent so much. I always forget. Yeah. But, oh, my God, dude. It's like, just. <laughs> I think it's like a manufactured accent because it's not an accent I've heard from anybody else ever. Yeah, well, because remember, like, he, he's from Britain, so he has a British accent, and then, like, tries to hide it, and, like, almost goes in, like, a New York direction with it. Mm-hmm. But, so the way that he talks, I mean, it's, like, impossible to mimic, but he's just, like, I was just listening to him go, like, so you take a bottle of water, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's, it's you just, insane. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. And, like, what basically everyone's saying is that most people believe that andrew tate is at least like bullshitting most of what he's saying but like yeah. people that follow him like genuinely believe it and that's what makes them bigger problems yeah exactly that's like the the danger right like i've said before you know i i can't say that i would respect him if i thought that he believed what he was saying but like at least at least there's something to that because then it's like okay you have You're these hateful views person. yeah you're like you you're misled right but it's i mean it's the same as like Steven Crowder, right? Like, part of what makes Steven Crowder so repellent to me is the fact that everybody knows that he, like, knows he's bullshitting. I mean, he also was recently, like, yelling at his pregnant wife. So, like, obviously he, on some level, believes, like, all the shit that he spews. But, like, you know, at least there's something like that. Or, like, uh, a Dave Chappelle, right? Where, like, yeah, he says transphobic things in his specials. That's not good. I think we've talked about this already. But, like, Ricky Gervais, on the other hand, is like, I love trans people. I've got nothing against them. And then he walks up on stage and is like, and if you're a man, you can't become a woman. And the whole audience is, like, applauding for him thunderously. And you're like, okay, dude. Like, at least (laughs) Dave Chappelle's, like, genuinely misinformed. And you feel like there's a chance. But, you know, if you're just saying it for attention, ugh. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's who the commentary vibe. YouTubers have been on. I've watched mm-hmm. like four videos about him. Because who are the uh, who are the channels or which um, are the which are the greats we've been tuning in on? Maybe Jay Aubrey made one. Mm. Uh, Pinely I know made one. Um, and then June the King made one. So cool. no, I'm just on YouTube right now adding things to my watch later because my life is suddenly free. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom is out, so I will be losing some of my life to uh, return to the wonderful world of Legend of Zelda. Hell but yeah. other than that, I've got nothing at pl- nothing planned. I love Legend of Zelda. It's just great. I'm very excited for this for this game. I've gotten back into sewing. Um Ooh, and I instantly remembered why I, what, I stopped being into sewing. Oh. It's because it's <laughs> tedious and frustrating, but yeah. the rewards are very nice. Yeah, I've, I've been meaning to get into sewing lately, because I've always been, like, I can, I can sew on a purely utilitarian level, right? Like yeah, I, I can, can mend a hole. Yep, I can mend a hole, and 
the thing is, right, it will look like it was mended by me. Yes. But it'll hold. And I can, like, you know, I can sew on a button very nicely. I put on a button and you'll never know it was off. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, I have... And obviously, those are the only things you really need in life, right? The ability to, like, patch up clothes and, like... Yeah, I've but. been doing, like, the the classic people our age thing of, like, <laughs> uh, making thrift store clothes not look like thrift store clothes. Yeah, yeah, you know. Which I think I'm old. is a good use of the thrift store clothes because the ones that aren't going to sell are the ones I'm buying because I like, like, the pattern, but the cut looks stupid and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I don't... I've really been... Oh, sorry, please continue. So, like, I don't think that that's, like, a weird thing to do particularly yeah no but it's what everyone's doing so i feel a little basic yeah this semester i've been getting really really into um just like finding the most i can and pairing. oh no matt has suddenly disappeared from us um if you heard that fade out of his voice that is a little a little bit concerning either matt has fallen into a deep hole or his disconnect or he disconnected hello can you hear me Yes. Yeah, you you must have cut out for a second. I was just telling, I was just saying, I uh, my philosophy on like clashing patterns because I've really been trying to wear clashing patterns a lot more mm -hmm. lately. My philosophy on them is if it looks bad enough that people know it's on purpose, then you're doing fine. Yes, uh, I agree. And with uh, I don't know. It's sort of I've I've made a bit of a style of my own for it, which I think is it's a fun thing to it's a fun it's a fun place to be. See that that is a fun place to be, but I think that you have to be very careful not to venture into the. That guy that wears cowboy boots and a Hawaiian shirt, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, to be clear, I stay within my lane. I know what it is that I can and I can't pull off. I think accessorizing is where it gets dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have my Top Gun pin, and that's the only accessory I need. Mm, yes. But also, oh boy, do I need it. Um, it's currently right over my heart. Has it become what the dice with the pin of my roommate's dead grandparents has become to me? Where it's like, if I don't have this, I might die. I have been late to classes before because I left without it and then realized that I wasn't wearing it. <laughs> and, like, I'll, like, just turn around and walk back to my room. Um, oh, that's psychotic. Look, it's it's very important. It's an important pin for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, but it very quickly stopped being a joke. I think, like, a week into me wearing it, I was like, oh, no, this is just part of my life now. Yeah, that's that's the problem with a lot of my decisions. They become yeah. ingrained in my personality a little too quickly. One of my professors called me on it because he was chatting with me about it. He was like, so Matt, the Top Gun pin. I was like, yeah, it started as a bit, but it's not anymore. And he just, without missing a beat, was like, it seems like that happens a lot to you. And I was <laughs> like, wow, you, uh, no, you got me. Well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, it's not expecting to be seen so clearly this early on in the day. But uh, yes, you're, you're correct. Yeah. My professors just know me for my life falling apart on, like, a semi-annual basis, which is not well, the look, best you know. way to be known, but, you know, they know yeah, I'm crazy. it's not the best way to be known. It's not the best way to be known, but it is good that they, you know, they know that. They've got a heads up. <laughs> they're prepared. They're ready. I could go on suicide watch at any minute, and <laughs> they'll never know. I really like the idea of you threatening to go on suicide watch. Um, not threatening to kill myself, but threatening. Yeah, you're not threatening, threatening suicide. Yeah, you're not threatening suicide, but you are saying like, "I'll go on suicide watch right now." Um. <laughs> I'll give you my shoelaces right now. Say the word. <laughs> Say the word. My hoodie string is yours. No sharp objects. Sorry, what's that? What's that about the due date? I'm gonna go on suicide watch, uh, yeah. and they're like, <laughs> "They're like, I don't you're kill yourself," and you're like, "No." No, no, I would never. Uh, however, <laughs> however, I, I will voice intent. <laughs> Uh, Did I tell you about my uh, the drive jacket? Since we haven't talked in a couple weeks, it's, I, I don't remember what I've mentioned on the podcast I and what I haven't. I've heard of the drive jacket. Oh, I got a jacket. It is, it's in the style of Ryan Gosling's jacket in Drive. Mm -hmm. um, and on the back, there's a little cartoon scorpion, and it says, Pretend I'm Ryan Gosling in the 2011 film Drive. That's incredible. Um, it's an incredible jacket. I love it dearly. The... Uh, the first day I, I wore it, though, I was in my dramatic literature class, and we sort of was like, you know, winding down the semester. We just watched a, uh, a filmed version of one of the plays we had read, uh, which is, do you know Fences? No. I didn't know it either, uh, but there's a filmed version starring Denzel Washington. So already, 
great sign. Is it um, good? It's incredible, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it is, to be clear. It's Denzel Washington. He's never not going to be good. Yeah, but, but yeah, so I was sitting there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the play's great. So I, I was sitting there in my drive jacket, and by the end of the by the end of the movie, I was just sobbing because of how, like, moved I was. I was also, like, to be clear, I had slept 30 minutes the I've night before. So I've was... been, like, sobbing at vaguely emotional things. It's been, it's been bad. Yeah, and I think, like, so that was the, uh, that was, like, the last week of classes, and I hadn't slept, like, at all the day before. So I was already, like, rubbed a little raw, emotionally speaking, and I was tired. Um, and the levy broke, but it was just an insane moment for me when I, like, just was able to think of myself from a third-person perspective and saw myself sitting there wearing my Ryan Gosling jacket, um, yeah. crying at a Denzel Washington <laughs> movie. Um, which, and to be clear, it's a, it's a beautiful play. I did not relate to it at all, right? Like, I had a great relationship with my parents. I did not grow up black in America in the 1950s. Um, but it was just... Uh, it was just beautifully done. I'm a, the most recent piece of media I cried at was I finished Queen Charlotte and sobbed violently. <laughs> Look, we've all uh, we've we've all been going through it. It's like it starts as like a romantic drama, and then you quickly remember it's about King George the Third, and then you go, "Oh, this cannot end well." Yeah, you're like that's not a good sign. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. And then afterwards, I I googled. I was like, what did King George the Third have? And he was like, most modern historians believed he had bipolar. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> cool. Great. <laughs> I was like, I hope this show ends with them inventing a vilify and everything's fine. <laughs> and of course, that's they, what happened, right? They depict it as him like going insane and believing that like the stars are after him. And I'm like, well, yeah. haven't we all been there? Uh, look, to be clear. Everybody in this call has. Um, so if nothing else... Sometimes uh, the moon looks a little menacing. Dude, often I think the moon looks a little menacing. And I go, the fuck are you looking at? Um, <laughs> yelling at the moon is a very funny just like concept. Like just opening up the window, like the window to my room to yell at the moon and then closing it and drawing the blinds again. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> He's still there! <laughs> yeah, that, that show did did break me because like the bridgerton series not emotional no there's like yeah it's mostly just like a rom-com but set in england during like the reign of king george the third but yeah this was not that and that was not what i was expecting <laughs> <laughs> i um... find out like one of the characters in bridgerton fucked the other one's dad which is insane yeah exactly like it's 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 since it's, like, normal, like, it's functionally just like a soap opera, just in a period piece. Mm -hmm. It's, like, insane enough that you can step back and go, like, what the fuck is happening? Literally. Uh, yeah, I, um... It's also kind of cool, because they, like, addressed the... Because you know how they did, like, they cast it diversely, despite it being in yeah, that yeah. time period? They, like, addressed that and kind of gave it, like, a reason. Where, like... Because, like, the queen in the show is black. So, like, when mm -hmm. she married the white king, they, like freaked out because she was like black so they made her whole court like people of color okay yeah that's interesting yeah i it was like will they get their titles and will they actually get money in the state or is it just mm -hmm. a title and like that was interesting yeah that's super interesting i you know like i really it's 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 always difficult for me to uh really care when they do like the diverse casting but it is also i do like it when they acknowledge on some level what it's like because otherwise it becomes a little bit too like self-congratulatory hamilton for my liking exactly um where it's like no no we got to be clear these were all insane white people that's the problem here let's be clear. <laughs> like, everyone owned slaves that was yeah. yeah it's like let's be clear all of these people were white and i'm saying that as a condemnation of the period um, <laughs> but uh but yeah no i um one other this is not a recent thing at all. This was actually back when I was out in Idaho, but another funny instance of me crying at a piece of media. So my, my university, they, I might have told this story. I don't remember. Stop me if you've heard this one. <laughs> but I, uh, my university, every graduation, uh, there's like one song that the, the chamber singers, my choir, sings. And they have sung it literally since the university was founded. Like, it's an incredibly old tradition. Um, and the Oliver Stone... Nixon biopic ends with that arrangement of the song being sung. Um, 
So I was sitting in Idaho, hating my life, listening to the James Herb arrangement of Shenandoah, um, <laughs> weeping, like, I miss my school so much, as my, uh, that my roommate. decided to go back to school? <laughs> no, I already knew I wanted to go back to school. I honestly, even, like, when I chose to do the gap year, like, in that moment, it was less a, like, I need to be away from school and more... I need to, like, remind myself that I want to be at school, so I'm going yeah. to spend a year punishing myself. That's kind of... Yeah. Then my roommate with his deer skull came in, like, hey, Matt, what's up? And I was like, no, I'm fine. I just watched a movie about Richard Nixon. I like the idea of... I know that this is now with you, Matt, but him walking in with the deer skull, being like, hey, Matt, what's up? <laughs> yeah, he has it, like, he's wearing it on his head, like, in True Detective. Like, that's just how he goes about his day. <laughs> that's how I've pictured you. Your roommate is less of a person and more of, like, a windigoon. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, okay, look, I'll take it. Uh, (laughs) Wendigo, Matt's roommate. Yeah. Yeah, I caught Wendigoon. I heard you say it. I didn't call you on it, but um, I don't, I haven't, do you watch his videos? I haven't really watched any of them. I've watched one of them. It was fine. Oh, right, it was the JFK one, wasn't it? I think we've talked about that. Oh, I may have watched more than one then. Oh, no. Uh, What was the video? one of his iceberg videos. Just oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. That was a thing he was doing, and it was about like lost media, which is interesting. Mm. So I was like, I'll watch this. Yeah, my like, my roommates really like stuff, stuff I already knew. So yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Is I think I am just I'm just a little too crazy for him. Yeah, uh, and like through him, I found like a much darker person who covers lost media, and I quickly mm. realized that maybe it wasn't a good idea for me to be watching that because I did drive myself slightly insane. Yeah, you will. But uh, yeah, Wendigoon, the impression I get, because I've seen a couple of his videos, like I said, uh, A, he does not understand Cormac McCarthy, which is okay. It's fine. No. Um, his interpretation of No Country for Old Men was terrible. I saw he made a video on Blood Meridian, and honestly, I am just kind of glad that he put it on people's radar, because wow, what a good book. Well, not a good book. <laughs> what a book. What a what an important book is how I'm going to put it. And it's uh, it's it's an important book. Everybody should read it. Good is not the word I want to use because that does imply that like it's anything other than soul crushingly evil. But um, but yeah. So anyway, I, I see his videos in my recommended all the time. Maybe maybe we'll watch him at some point. Yeah. The Wendigo Zone. The Wendigoon Zone. Yeah, but the the YouTuber I found through him does like actual gore reviews, which is crazy. Ooh. Yeah, that that one that's a little too uh, that's a little too deep because it's a little too. Real. I, I, I feel like we've both sort of escaped that rabbit hole. We... I, I have, and I have no desire to go back. Mm-hmm. Now, like, I've gotten progressively less desensitized to violence, which is, like, the opposite of most people. <laughs> no, I, but, I mean, with, bo- with where, like, we both were, um, you know, in our... Again, it's... I was... I don't remember what it was. I was saying something to someone earlier, and I was like, Jillian and I really are very similar mm-hmm. people. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, right? Like, with where we were, like, high school era... Yeah. It's we either were going to become more sensitive to it or we were going to like become serial killers. Like <laughs> Yeah, there was there was two options and thankfully I chose the the light path. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two castles like, like <laughs> Recently I was watching a movie where it like depicted suicide and I was like this is a little gory. Oh, and interesting. And I was like, wow, I've gotten soft. It did yeah, I'm still... suicide in like a very gory way to be fair. Like he like mm-hmm. slit his wrist and then shot himself in the head. So oh god damn yeah. And it shows. So like it was an intense. End, so yeah. It was it was an intense watch, but what was the movie? Uh, it was Lords of Chaos. Oh okay, I got you. Yeah, we uh we watched First Reformed. I watched First Reformed with my roommates a couple days ago. Um, and what a great movie. Lords of Chaos is fine. Yeah, I am. Um, I haven't finished. The, it, I think but so far it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen uh, The Nice Guys? Mm-mm. It's a very different vibe. It's a comedy starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Is it not but, about hey, it's Norwegian very funny. black metal? Not about Norwegian black metal, no. But there's a, uh, there's, a very good, there's a very good bit very early on. Like, Ryan Gosling plays this just idiot detective. Um, and he's doing, like, you know, the standard, like, noir-style monologue where he's like, sometimes you just got to get your hands dirty. And while he's doing that, he's like, you know, you need to play around the rules sometimes, but... At the end of the day, I'm just trying to, and right as he says that, you see him, like, break his, he puts his fist through a, a window to, like, open up a door, and just slashes his wrist open, like, oh my uh, like wrist to elbow, and he, like, the music stops, and he just looks down and goes, like, oh, oh, that's, that's a lot of blood. 
That's oh no, that's not very. And it just cuts to him in an ambulance, like <laughs> we're losing him, we're losing him. <laughs> it's that is it's a great movie. It's incredible. <laughs> For a second, I was stressed because I was like, we didn't set a timer, but OBS has one. We're fine. Okay, cool. What are we sitting at? We're sitting at forty-five minutes. We still got it. Okay. We still got a little bit to go. Yeah, it's fine. We can go for another 10. We're uh, So since we don't have audio, since we're both... I mean, since we don't have video, <laughs> I really hope we have audio. Oh, I hope <laughs> we have audio. Somehow we've only recorded video, so there's just like our two little, our two little profile pictures lighting up green. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, since we don't have video, we can probably go a little short on this one. We're going to... I will be alive next week, guys. I'll have like free time in my life, so... Yes. We'll, we'll be a little more engaged. I'm going to be recording something fun for the Patreon over the weekend. So Ooh, exciting. We have that to look forward to. There will be a, I will be quoting Nathaniel Hawthorne. Um, it's just a reading of his paper. Well, so inter- actually, here, I'll, t- I'll tell people what it is. I don't want to be coy about it. It's, uh, a reading of my paper would be a baller move. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> guys, an I'm giving audiobook. you an audiobook <laughs> of my paper. <laughs> but... Um, but no, it's what I did. I just an audiobook of Program to Kill, but the copyright laws are a little. <laughs> but yeah, what I did, I just about that. So it's his yeah. own writing. <laughs> I put this together a week or two ago. Now it was just it was a night where I couldn't sleep. I just went through, and I collected like just quotes and like samples from writing, samples of writing, things that I've read this. Oh no. Okay. Matt has disappeared once again. The hole has consumed him once more. What a what a bad way to go. It might be awful. It might be great. Oh. Uh-oh. Are you are you back? Sorry. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Okay. I got it might be awful. It might be great. Yeah, yeah. No, so what I was saying, I just sort of, I collected, like, just samples from a bunch of different, like, bits of writing that I've read and enjoyed over the course of this semester. Uh, and I'm just sort of going to make an audio... An audio collage. I'm going to present them. Not really doing anything to introduce them. Not really doing anything to explain why I liked them or why I thought they were interesting. Just sort of putting them all together. Uh, And I have no idea if it will be good or if it will be bad, but I'm doing something to give the... A found poem sort of vibe? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there's just... Hang on here. Let me... as As a preview for the people, let me open up. I'll just list a few of the things that I'm including in here. But I've got enough to fill about two hours worth, so I'll probably put out, like, a part one and part two. Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. It's also partially just for me to get better about reading things out loud, because, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, I'm really good at talking. I'm really good at reading. I combine the two, and everything falls apart immediately. That's, <laughs> that's honestly, like, reading tarot has made me so much better about that. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I, I, I got such a good tarot book from, like, five below but i like i i fact checked it against other like real tarot stuff and it's it's pretty good <laughs> what's the book um i don't i'm not at my house so i don't have it with me. oh right yeah no worries no worries I, the I uh know. the pick uh, once again i know that you you make fun of me for this with my anti-occultism arc but also every time you bring up tarot i'm like i love this. so let's talk about that uh, but <laughs> I gave uh, no, somebody the, a very specific reading the other day and that was uh-oh. quite something <laughs> Was it a uh, was it was it one of those specific readings where they went in looking for something and you responded with I have terrible news or was it just a uh... It was a they went in curious about something and I responded with um this is actually what we're going to talk about. Mm, interesting. I uh you pull like only queens representing them and you're like oof Okay, okay. Yeah, that's always that's always rough. I will remind me after we're done recording to tell you about an interesting terror experience I had last semester. Because okay. <laughs> it was one of those it was one of those moments where you really just sit there and you go, "Oh no." Um, that's, okay, that's I pulled my, it up. My favorite type of tarot reading, though, is the ones where somebody is like wanting like a light little fun. Yeah. They're like, I'll get my tarot read. Sure, why not? And they're like, you're playing with everyone's <laughs> emotions and you're a bad person. And they're like, cool. Like, oh, okay. All right, so let's see here. I'll just read. So here are the things that I will be sampling in part one of this little thing. I think I called it the Insomniacs Book Club because I did just make this at seven in the morning when I couldn't sleep. Uh, So first things first, Nathaniel Hawthorne's Young Goodman Brown. Uh, Just reading, not the full story, but a section of it. Mm. Uh, A Short Walk by Franz, oh, The Sudden Walk, sorry, by Franz Kafka. Oh, I do like that one. A quote from Hypnotism by George Estabrooks. (laughs) 
a quote from Dave McGowan's Program to Kill, The Politics of Serial Murder, a quote from The Crying of Lot 49, and then The Ruined Cottage by William Wordsworth. So, you know, we've, uh, we've got some fun things in the future. You got you, if For the people who listen to this podcast for my voice, I don't know what's wrong with you, but if there's any of you out there, you should subscribe to the Patreon, because there will be a lot of my voice coming up soon. There's new things coming. Big things coming, as I always say. Yeah. It's very exciting whenever the Patreon is actually something special. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I do feel bad about uh, the last couple of weeks, how we've been a bit more sporadic, but uh, my life started falling apart, and now I'm, I'm digging my way back out of that hole. So now that the summer's coming up... I do want to tell you that every time your audio is cut out, I have been telling people that you fell into a hole. Because that's what it sounds like, because your voice just kind of fades out. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, so I was going to... <laughs> I really we need to figure out a way to in post make it sound like I fell into a hole. Just uh, a, a gentle ah! <laughs> If you I just yeah, we'll we'll go through. We'll take an audio Yeah. We'll take an audio sample of me going, so now I'm going to start walking while I record. Oh, there's a hole in front of me. And then it cuts out. Um Sinkhole warning. Wonder what this is about. I'm getting it on my phone like it's a storm warning. <laughs> warning! Quicksand. <laughs> my my roommates yeah, and I rewatched. Stop struggling! Stop struggling! <laughs> grab onto the podcast microphone head. Uh, grab onto the microphone's wires. We'll pull you out. <laughs> my roommates and I rewatched Blazing Saddles a few days back. Oh, how good! And what a great movie. We followed it up immediately with Young Frankenstein. We were just on a Mel Brooks kick. Hell yeah. Fantastic films, both of them. They're very... That's a good, like, less intense, like, whole situation than what you normally make your roommates watch. Yeah, well, that's part of what it was. was It was like, it was the last week, like, Dylan just flew home today, which I'm dealing with. I'll I'll grapple with it. Like, for the for the summer, summer term? term? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to be me and Nick, because Dylan's, Dylan's out in Utah. Um, which I'm... Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed out, but... It happens. Such is life. That's it happens. That's making friends with Mormons. Unfortunately, yes, it is. <laughs> that, that is the one big problem about making friends with Mormons at this school, is sometimes they leave for two years, and you go, oh. Oh, I guess okay, I bye. for two years. Yeah, look, you know... they really hear from them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, he and I, I've basically, we, we've agreed. You know, he's functionally my younger brother, so we'll, he can call me whenever. Um, That's good. I've just sort of elbowed my way into the family dynamic, and so I'll be chatting with him. But it's probably for the best. Genuinely, I do think it's good for Mormon missionaries to have one, like, less active person to talk to. Um, it probably is. It's probably, like, a, a kind of a grounding situation where... yeah. You spend all of your time around this one particular thing. Having a break from that is nice. And, it, yeah, and no matter and, what that particular thing is, whether it's religion or something else. Yeah, and I mean, especially because, uh, you know, like a mission, it's a very good experience, right? Uh, for the people who go and, like, we're supposed to be out there, it's invariably, I hear great things about it. But also, it is hard, and I can only imagine that, uh, you know, Every now and then having someone who doesn't want to talk about how great your mission is going is probably a nice thing for them. So I've provided yeah. that for both of my brothers who've served missions. Now I'm going to be rendering that service to Dylan. But, you should um, just advertise yourself as that. Put out a little oh, Craigslist yeah, yeah. ad. <laughs> I will keep in touch with you on your mission and not ask you about the gospel, even once. <laughs> <laughs> not once. You know, n- not like you're going to want to talk about that or anything. I have uh, <laughs> Mormons that stay in my apartment complex in a minute. I wonder if they've left. Hmm. Interesting. They might. They do sort of, like, shuffle around. Yeah. It's always nice, because, like, every time I saw them, somebody was, like, talking to them very politely. And they were that never, is like, at the doors. It was always, like, in the parking lot, so they were clearly, like, stopped by somebody and asked about something, which always made me happy. Yeah, that's good. Man, I do have such goodwill for the missionaries. I do, too. Like, I remember good luck, guys. people being, like, I, if the missionaries come to my door, I'm going to tell them I'm a Satanist. And I'm like, yeah, that's <laughs> not cool or edgy. Yeah. And it won't fluster them. They hear insane things all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, if you went knocking on random people's doors, you'd also hear insane things, no matter what yeah. you have to say. 
the people who answer the door when there's men in suits standing on their doorstep, they're those people are looking for something. Hopefully, sometimes it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, but oftentimes it is not. <laughs> oftentimes it's a confrontation for some reason. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. I but anyway, so yeah. Seriously, storming around your house looking for somebody to fight. <laughs> the doorbell rings, and you're like, finally, my at time. last. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we watched we watched Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein because we were like, all right, it's finals week. Dylan's shipping out soon. Let's just you know something pleasant, something funny. Holy shit. Those movies are funny. I know yeah. it's not a hot take at all to say that Mel Brooks is a good... It, Mel Brooks makes great comedies, but god damn, dude, those were... Yeah, I do always forget about just, like, the sheer number of jokes per minute in older movies. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Because now, like, most modern comedies, like, I've seen breakdowns of, like, laughs per minute in, like, The Office or whatever, and you're like, mm-hmm. ugh, this is... This is or friends, and you're like, this is brutal. There's a joke every like five minutes. Yeah, but in those and older I think, comedies, it's like you get three in a minute, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And you know, some of the best ones are like just like casual background gags that they don't even draw attention to. Like my my family was always quite fond of the Three Amigos, and that oh. the, the laughs per minute in that is crazy. Oh, shout out to the Three Amigos! What an incredible film. <laughs> The scene where they're just like singing and it's all the animals singing and that, or the invisible yes, knight when yeah. they kill him, like it's so good. <laughs> the invisible swordsman. Holy shit! What? Is... Okay, maybe next week's Patreon episode will be the Three Amigos because I want to um, rewatch that yes. movie. Ah, oh, so what proud. a pleasant film. Anyway, I remember um... it, like beat for beat because of how much I watched as a child, but I am happy to watch <laughs> it again. Yeah. No, I'm I... okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be the Patreon episode next week, everybody. So stay tuned. Um. Yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, uh, and I think the other problem, right, is that pretty much every modern movie has to be a little bit of a comedy, right? Like, with the advent of Marvel. Ugh, yes, um, I hate it. Yeah, and so that somehow, like, the comedies have fewer jokes in them. It's as, it's as if there's, like, a, a perfectly it. static number of jokes. Yeah, like... There's only allowed to be a certain number of jokes in a movie theater at once. <laughs> That's the rule. Did you not know that? That's yeah, that's part cool. of, uh, when you join, uh, SAG, they tell you. <laughs> I will tell you, though. That's uh, what they're actually thinking. Yeah, they're, we they want, want more, more jokes. jokes. <laughs> Please, give us more jokes. And they say, no. Absolutely not, no. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah. So, I, anyway, I will say, though, speaking of modern comedies, uh, The Nice Guys is very fun. That's my recommendation for you while I, I go and watch The Three yeah, Amigos. It's um, like, most modern comedies I just fucking hate. We've talked about this. But yeah, like, yeah. I once <laughs> and we did rightfully. Uh, he showed me idiocracy, and I was like, "Ugh, yeah. I can't deal with this." Yeah, we did. As a side note, get rightfully made fun of for saying we did not like any comedies. Uh, we, we do like comedies. We don't like most modern comedies. Yeah, we don't like most modern comedies. Yeah, no, The Nice Guys is great. It's on Netflix, and it's just a pleasant time. It also takes place in the seventies, so I love points I in love my book. That. Yeah, I love any yeah. sort of period thing, like. Any yeah. sort of thing that required them to costume all the extras, I'm like, yes, yes give it to me. Yeah. Give me As I've... a waste of a budget. I want it. <laughs> As I've said before, Ryan got, you know, it's, there's all the memes, right? Ryan Gosling in this movie is literally me. Unfortunately, his character in The Nice Guys is probably the closest to literally being me that any of them will ever be. Oh, which so is to say, you. he's an idiot alcoholic who keeps almost discovering conspiracies, but is too dumb to pe- put the pieces together. I love that. So, um, anyway, what something fed into my god complex this past month? Where <laughs> I was, um, I was at this this like mall type thing, and they were shooting a commercial for it, and they were telling everybody like, "Don't go down the street, don't go down the street, don't go down the street." And then they look at my me and my boyfriend, and they're like, "Y'all can walk down the street." Oh, oh hell yes! You guys <laughs> made it past the bouncer. It was so cool. <laughs> That's so sick. Like, we didn't stay for it, but, like, we're like, oh, that's awesome. In the least weird way possible, can you send me a picture of you and your boyfriend? Because I know what you look like. I have always, I've been trying to imagine him, and I'm struggling. Yes. Um, I will send you a picture of me and my boyfriend. Thank you. I just got to put these pieces together and figure it out. Man, I'm so excited to date a normal person. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this feels right. Good yeah, on him. It makes sense. 
he got a nose piercing now. It was so funny. Ooh. Uh, he walked out of the, the little, because he got it pierced where I get my piercings done, which is mm -hmm. in the back room of an abandoned mall. Um, oh, you've told me about that. Yeah. Very sanitary. The piercer is wonderful. She used to be a pre-K teacher, so she's like, if you freak out, she's like the nicest person ever about it. Man, that's so cool. And he came out of the piercing studio, and she follows him out, and she's like, he did so good. And he looks at me and goes, don't let her lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> which is the best i was so happy with that oh that is awesome <laughs> famously though everyone cries when they get their nose pierced because it's like a it's a response yeah it's like instinct i mean if you like bump your nose your eyes well up with tears and you're like yeah, god damn it exactly. so, like, it didn't even hurt that bad. like a single tear which is like that yeah. ass when they get their nose pierced if you're like yeah. me, you also throw up in the parking lot but that's <laughs> that's a different story you had a lot going on that day, I remember, I... so... <laughs> Manic, on drugs, had just drank a big slushy. it was 3 a.m., yeah. it was a There's dull a lot needle, like, nothing about that situation should have happened. Yeah, I was but unfortunately... I was in the town. Um... Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, that's, I think, our, our closing notes, because I guess we're probably about in an yeah, hour. Yeah, we're at about uh, an hour. Yeah, our closing notes. Hello, listeners. It's been a while, but we're glad we're glad you're still here. Yeah. Um, we will be uploading with a little more regularity soon. We've got some projects in the works. We do. And um, all of that is to say, you know, it's, it's good to be back. You know where to follow us on our socials. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever posted about the Nick episode, so I might do that, do a little something to promote the fact that we, you know, did a fun episode. That was a very um, fun episode. If you haven't listened that to that episode, episode, and for some reason you listened to this one, go go back to our last episode, listen to that. It was a great time. We talked a yeah. lot about AI. I was called the male Dasha, and I put that in my Instagram <laughs> bio the moment that we were done recording. As you should. Um, As you should. <laughs> anyway, uh, all that is to say, see you soon, listeners. We no longer have an outro. <laughs>